Welcome to the More Than Anxiety Podcast. I'm Megan DeVito, and I'm the life coach for stressed out and anxious women who want more out of life. I'm here to help you create a life you love to live where anxiety isn't holding you back. Get ready for a lighthearted approach to managing anxiety through actionable steps, a lot of truth talk, and inspiration to take action so you walk away feeling confident, calm, and ready to live. Let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to episode 60. If you are listening to this on the day that it's released, happy Halloween. Today, I am sharing arguably the most unpopular opinion I've ever shared on my podcast. Are you ready for it? I'm not a Halloween fan. There, I said it. I'm not a huge fan. But happy Halloween to you. And I'm not opposed because I don't like fun or because I think there's something wrong with it. I know a lot of people go crazy over it, but for me, I just don't really get that into it. I mean, it's a fun day, but maybe it's because we don't get trick-or-treaters at my house. Um, my kids used to go to a few places and they always had costumes and stuff, but we always stopped short of the full-on haunted house thing and I saved that for Christmas. But I did have a few fun like mother-son events I went to. And that was always the best part of Halloween for me. Anyways, if you are listening, I hope you have a very safe and fun Halloween. And instead of talking about zombies and monsters, I'm going to talk about other things that are much scarier and might last the whole year through for you. But I seriously hope not. I started writing a different podcast episode before scrapping it. And since I do my best thinking in the shower where there's nothing for me to write on, I'm putting this together again and hoping that I can remember all of the thoughts that I had earlier. It's like the most frustrating thing ever. Like you have these great ideas and the ball is rolling in your head and you've got the only thing that you can write on is like a steamy shower door and then it all goes away. So I know they make waterproof notepads and I probably really need to get one. Anyway, let's just get back on track <laughs> because while I was thinking this morning, I realized that I know way too much about things that I don't need to know about. I'm not bragging. I just am really good at things like trivia <laughs> and I have a lot of very odd pieces of knowledge, but this led me down this path of how we all know too much and how much more anxious we are because of it. We have this addiction to more information and instant information that is really in our faces 24-7, and somehow we have, at the same time, shifted to being less educated at the same time. This is where my thoughts went. So I'll be the first to admit that I love the news and current events. I love technology. I love social media. And I'll also say straight up that I know enough to make me dangerous. I've said this before, but my mom has asked me several times, Megan, why do you know so much about symptoms? And she's even said that I should have been a doctor, which I think is hilarious because that would have thrown me right over the edge when I was super duper anxious and occasionally probably still would throw me over the edge. But I reminded her that I spent a lot of years Googling myself to death. So I've researched more than anyone ever should, but this isn't just true for people with health anxiety like I have. We are watching the atrocities in Palestine and in Israel in almost real time right now, guys. We know where our friends are all the time. They're on little snap maps, right? We know what they're doing. And then they post it on Instagram so we know who they're with and we see it live. We can look up the temperature in 
any given location on the planet and compare it to the temperature 100 years ago anytime we want. We can see stars be born and die. It is fascinating. And honestly, there's value to every single one of those things, but there's also a lot of danger when you're using what you know or what you're learning against yourself. And that's where I want to go today. I want to talk about knowing too much and using it against yourself instead of learning and using it for yourself. So I'm going to share a few examples of what this could look like for you, depending on what your anxiety is about and what you actually think. So how you experience this could be totally different, but the problem is still the same if you're feeling anxious or thinking anxiously and constantly engaged, paying attention, and trying to learn your way to feeling better. For me... I had health anxiety that was part of my life for almost 30 years. And during those 30 years, every time I heard about a disease, or if I knew somebody who had, or God forbid, had passed away from a disease, I immediately thought I might, then probably did have it too. And I'd end up Googling symptoms. And of course, proving my fears right. Or... I'd read some article that had already triggered me to feel anxious because it was health-related, then suddenly developed the symptoms that I had just read about. I mean, go figure. It's kind of the way brains work. This is why we joke that Google is the angel of death, but also why we are so drawn to researching and learning. It almost feels necessary so that you can have that 100% certainty that everything is okay, which is impossible anyway. So another way that you think learning more or knowing more will help you is when you follow accounts or people who you think have it all together on social media, maybe a fashion influencer or somebody who's an interior designer or someone who has your dream job or even just somebody who works at your current job or who you go to school with. If you are following them for ideas, great. If they are genuinely your friend and you're excited for what they're doing, amazing, but If you're following them and you're trying to keep up or you're noticing you're hating on yourself for not having it all together, if that's what you think, or you think that their social media feed is their real life, then you're not using the information to help yourself anymore. Instead, it's making you anxious. Another way that I see this happening is staying tuned into the news all day, every day. As I'm recording this in late October of 2023, there is a lot going on that feels really important, and it is really important. I shared a post that said, you don't have to watch to care a couple of weeks ago. The initial reason for posting this is because of all of the atrocities that are taking place in Gaza, to the Palestinian people, and in Israel after the terrorist attack. It is heartbreaking and horrifying, and it is playing out all day and night, both on the news and on social media. There are images and footage of things that no one should ever have to see or experience. And we're still drawn to it because even though you might be listening to this from halfway around the world like I am, it causes some really big emotions that can make you not only sad, but angry and anxious too. Even though rationally we know it's out of our hands, It can feel like you need to either know so that you can stay safe or to show that you care. And I just want to argue that that's not true. You can be horrified by what's going on and care and protect your mental health. 
but this is also true for things like climate change or politics. And even if you're anxious about money and you start to research how much you should have in your savings or your retirement plan, or if you're stressed about doing something new and you spend weeks and months learning all the statistics and suggestions, but you never take action. Sometimes because you're more stressed or anxious than you were before you started researching. In every situation, you just keep learning more and more instead of using what you already know now to help you make a decision. You use it to keep you from deciding so you don't make the maybe quote unquote wrong decision, which of course assumes there is a wrong decision and there might not actually be about me one. It feels like you're being responsible or compassionate and you think that knowing more will help you from getting hurt or sick or from having some other negative situation, but really you're just making yourself more anxious and more stressed by giving yourself more stuff to think about and to clutter up your brain. So if you know the symptoms of different health problems, you won't keep yourself from getting sick. In fact, you might actually make yourself more sick from the stress and the anxiety you cause yourself from staying stressed and anxious. And if you're stressing over money and you feel anxious about spending or saving, you think that finding more facts and figures will show you what to do, but it just makes you see what you're not doing right. Or instead of using social media for inspiration, maybe you're learning the hottest paint colors for 2023 or what boot style is going to be up in 2023, but you stress out over what you think you're not doing or what you think you don't have or how you're not good enough. I also want to be clear that in absolutely no way am I implying that you should be uneducated or uninformed here. Please, I am a former teacher, know things, learn stuff, but this is totally different. There's a really big difference between knowing something, being informed, and going into deep details, researching, and digging for information, especially when you're anxious about something and looking for information to make you feel safe and in control. In my experience and in my client's experience, this rarely, if ever, works. Not because you don't have the right information or because you don't know the answer, but because anxious brains are not rational anyway. So anything you learn, your brain will find the 1% chance of it not working or of it being wrong or anything else that keeps you looking for more information. So if you're feeling existential dread over the climate crisis or politics, or the genocide that is taking place in Gaza, or anything else, and you get on the internet or you watch the news to see the latest breaking thing, you're getting more information and most likely feeling worse every time there's an update. And maybe not because things are drastically different, but because you're seeing what is already making you anxious and you're using it for evidence for what you fear. Your brain is a meaning-making machine, so it's going to take what you see online or in the news, and it's going to make it match the thoughts that you already have because it's easy and it keeps you safe. For example, even when it feels like it will, the news will tell you something new or important, your brain has a negativity bias, so it's going to gravitate to that when you're already anxious and looking for more information. You'll notice more record heat days or more war or more diseases or more side eye from somebody at work or school, more fashion faux pas in your own closet, less money, fewer sunny days, all of it. But the truth is, most of the time, it's just what you're noticing because that's what brains do. So going back to that social media post I mentioned, what if it were true 
for you? What if you didn't have to watch to care? Think about that for a second. How can you care and still not watch? How could learning less or researching less or watching less help you care more or at least give you more peace and less stress? How could you feel more confident and safe? And the simple answer here, guys, is that you have to learn to trust yourself more than you trust Google, the news, influencers, and the people around you who are not experts. You and I Googling diseases are not experts. We're just anxious brains finding information that's making us more anxious. Unless you are an economist or you are an accountant, you Googling more about finances does not make you an expert. Go to one and learn to trust them and to trust yourself. To trust yourself, though, means you're not circling back over and over to learn more. You have to be able to think clearly and use the mountains of information that you've already collected, both the information that you know, but even more, the intuition that you have inside of you. And use the past experiences so that you don't ever have to research. What? Okay, imagine that. What if you could use your past experience and the knowledge you already have and not have to research anything else? How much more time are you going to have on your hands? We learn so much more from looking back than we ever give ourselves credit for. Part of what made me want to write this episode today when I was in the shower came from that thought alone. So before I jumped in the shower, I was doing my devotions in the morning, which I usually just read one chapter from my Bible, then do a daily devotion on the Bible app. And in the middle of learning about hope versus optimism and how those experiences are very different, but both try to help us get to a better place in life than we are right now, it talked about how optimism is kind of impersonal and it relies on circumstances around you to change to feel better. So think of this for a second. If you're being optimistic, you're like, man, I really hope everything works out. I have no control and everything outside of me has to change. That's being optimistic. Everything is going to just change. But hope is different. Hope, or more specifically, I suppose, biblical hope, since I was reading a Bible app thing, it relies on faith. And for me, that would be Jesus. But for you, it might be faith in God or Allah or the universe or something else, but specifically not circumstances to change because they've already changed and we can look back over our lives to see all of the progress that we've made, the times that we've been really anxious in the past and the things that we worried about in the past that never happened, or even to find evidence that things are the same right now as they were or better than they were not very long ago. We can see that transition from where we were to where we are, and we have the benefit of hindsight at our disposal, which is so much better. That's such personal information, so much more than anything you're ever going to Google or research on the internet. And this all starts with learning how anxiety feels inside of your body so you know what you're looking for. Knowing where you feel it inside your body and what it feels like, and again, that you felt it all before helps you learn to trust yourself and to know that what you're feeling is normal for you. You learn about your own anxious feelings first instead of Googling the symptoms or what someone else has experienced or any of that. I have a really fun way to teach you guys how to do this that gets so specific that you'll learn what the anxiety inside of your body actually looks like, how it moves, maybe what it sounds like or smells like, and eventually 
what thoughts you really think that are keeping you anxious. But that comes second. So once you know how you feel, so you know when you feel anxious again, you can learn this by looking back over time, of course, and all the other times that you felt anxious before. Then you can use one of those ways that you might already know or that you've already learned from the internet or that I can teach you to ground yourself. And you might say, okay, I keep hearing this grounding thing. I don't even know what that means. Grounding means bringing yourself back into the present moment so you're not focused on the future and what you fear will happen or on the past, like judging yourself or what you think you should have done differently. We can find the grounding technique that works best for you when we work together. There's lots of different ones. Everybody's got one that seems to fit best for them. We'll figure that out together. So you've learned what anxiety feels like, and you've learned how to calm yourself down and come back into the present, and now you can work on using the things you've already learned to learn more about the emotions and the experiences that are all knotted up inside of you, causing you to feel and think anxiously. None of this, though, is coming from more research, but slowly getting to know yourself and to trust yourself more. This is you learning about you first, and this is how everything changes. Because when you learn how anxiety feels in your own specific body, how to calm yourself down so that you can start to think. And remember, you can't think your way through feeling anxious. Your brain will not go there. When it's just trying to survive, it's just going to do the craziest thinking you've ever come up with, even when there isn't anything that's truly dangerous going on. Then we can start looking at the truth and what you think and what you feel and what you probably want to feel instead. And you start taking little baby steps to get there. This probably sounds like it'll take forever. And I know that you want to feel good fast. I know if you could get it to be gone right now, you would do it. And I 100% understand. I remember that desperate feeling and I have some really great news. Nearly all of my clients notice a decrease in the intensity of their anxiety in less than a month. I'm talking sometimes two weeks, maybe three, and they experience it less often in about six weeks. And by the time we finished working together, they are drastically different. They're calm. And feeling anxious isn't a problem for them anymore. And even if or when they do feel anxious because they know what it is and that it's normal and that it goes away, they don't spiral out of control. When anxiety doesn't make you feel anxious, is it even actually anxiety? Is it a problem? That's a really, (laughs) it's kind of like a round, a circular question, right? Like if you're anxious and you're not anxious, are you actually anxious? But when we are working together, they do things like they start traveling again flying without the fear of getting sick on the plane or even flying in general. They're booking flights. They're talking to people that they've never met and making new friends, even though they've told themselves that they're too anxious to talk to people. They're going out and going after new levels in their career. They've gone from saying, I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. This person's better than me to going after that new level. They are embracing their creativity and creating new art and new music and new plays and new ways of working out. They're having more fun with their kids. They're having more honest conversations and they're becoming closer with their spouses and partners. They're working out because they have more energy and eating healthier because it makes them feel good. They're going to school again. The last one 
is a success that I am so proud of. Yes, going to school again. So many kids are missing school because they're too anxious to get out of the car and go into the building. And these kids that I'm working with and the kids that I've coached are going, they're going to school. That is a huge and necessary change. And I am so proud of them. So if you're not feeling the hope after hearing that, my guess is that you're thinking that you can't do it. Or you're thinking, I'm not sure, but I want to ask, what if you could? Like, what if it's actually possible? What if you could feel more calm and relaxed for the holidays? Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's. What if you could book the flight to avoid cabin fever for January and February? What if you could go after the promotion that you want? Or ask the person out that you've been wanting to ask out? What if you could mend your old relationships with people and your friends or family that you want to reconnect with? Would it be worth it? Would it be worth taking that chance? You get to decide because your life beyond stress and anxiety begins with a decision. You can decide right now to change how your body feels and how you respond when you're anxious so anxiety loses its power. And the question isn't, I don't know if I'm ready. Am I ready? The question is, have I decided to be ready? Ready is just a decision. So you can talk to me about how I can make your decision a reality. And you can do that by scheduling a consultation call with me. There's a link in the show notes that's going to take you to my calendar. You just click the link, you pull up your calendar and pick a date that works for you and give me a call at that time. You're going to get a reminder, like a text confirmation, and I'll have my phone number on it. You just give me a call and we're going to talk. And on the call, we'll talk about what you know right now makes you feel anxious. We'll talk about what else you think that you need to know. And we'll come up with a way for you to start trusting yourself so that you already know the right thing to do. You know, I promise you do. You just might need a little guidance to get there. So if I don't talk to you on a call, I will be back again next week. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the More Than Anxiety podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review so others can easily find this resource as well. And of course, if you're ready to feel more relaxed, have more energy, more confidence, and a lot more fun, go to megandevito.com forward slash work with me or just to the show notes to talk to me more about coaching. See you soon.